Hello, and welcome in to a new semester of the After Synergy Application Podcast, otherwise known as the ASAP. Hopefully, we have a bunch of new listeners with us. If you do not know this voice, my name is Landon. Um, I'm a staff member at CSF and will sometimes be hosting this podcast, but Luckily, we have more than one person, and we'll be welcoming a lot of friends onto the podcast this semester to debrief our Synergy messages. So tonight, I've got Sophia and Shaylin with me. Say hi. What's up? What's up? Hi. (laughs) So glad to have you guys. Uh, Again, this is the After Synergy Application Podcast. This is where we kind of recap what was said at Synergy and take some space to just kind of recap and uh, give you all some more to chew on if David didn't already give you enough. And talk about some practical applications out of the message. So uh, we like to start by just talking about some things that stood out to us. So um, Shaylin, let's start with you. What stood out to you? Maybe just introduce yourself real quick to the people and then maybe give us what stood out. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Shaylin Warner, or Shay, kind of my nickname here on CSF. Um, but I'm a junior here at UK. I'm studying agricultural and medical biotechnology. And I love this place with my whole heart. And I'm super excited to be on the podcast tonight. We're happy to have you. All right. So one thing that really stood up to me was a quote that David said tonight was that love, joy, and peace are incompatible with hurry. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of punched me in the gut, if I'm being honest, Mm -hmm. Um, because peace is something that I've struggled a lot with through college. I'm feeling like I lay my head down at night and I just can't sleep, just, you know, constantly things going through my head, Um, which unfortunately, that's the reality of a lot of college students and young adults. We just live in such a society of high energy and high function and just go, go, go. And, um, you know, David putting it that way just really stood out to me that I'm living my life in so much hurry that I'm not leaving space for love, joy, and most importantly, peace. Mm. Mm. Wow, it's so good. Wow. Um, Yeah, I think to piggyback off of that, that's something that I think I'm walking away tonight, like having a better understanding of, of this like illustration that David was talking about with like the sheep and how like, sheep can be so like dumb and so silly and how like we just so desperately need like not just a shepherd but like a savior and so I don't know I thought it was really cool the way that David talked about what it could look like to do life with this like three mile per hour pace um and just how scripture like embodies that like so clearly I thought it was sweet yeah absolutely I think there's just so much about moving at three miles per hour that's just countercultural. Um, yeah so I'd even be interested for you where are the areas in your old slides where you feel most hurried or what are the things that cause you maybe the most, um, the, like make you feel like you just need to be in a hurry and keep you from slowing down? I feel like for me in college, there's a lot of comparison to where you're at in life versus other people, mm-hmm. you know, other people in your major, your friends, your family, where you feel like you should be or where the world kind of tells you you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that comparison, we really do miss our calling in life and where it is the Lord wants us to go and where he wants us to be in each season. Um, so I think that that would be that for me, for sure. Yeah, I feel like that reminds me of this phrase that a mentor of mine in high school told me. Um, she was like, Sophia, be where your feet are. And I remember I like was so, like it sounded so sweet, but I was like, I have no idea how to do that. And exactly, Shay, what you were saying, like I when I wanted to be somewhere else, like I wanted to be in a different stage of life, even if that's like, I want to be in a relationship, I want to get married, I want to have kids. Like, I think the faster, like, the more I look down the road, the more I feel like I really need to be doing something right now. I think that's like the easiest way for me to feel really hurried. Is hurried is that I feel like I'm behind. Um, so if I feel like I'm behind, like I will start running. Um, and I think that's where the Lord is like, I don't know, so gently 
pulling me back into like, just be where your feet are right now. Yeah. And I think that's so much of where we find, you know, joy and peace and some of the things that we were talking about and that John Mark Comer quote, I think it's like, I mean, I was, it even makes me think about, I watched the Captain documentary on oh, Derek yeah. Jeter on oh, ESPN. Gosh. so good. And the whole time he talks about, you know, he had this, if you don't know who Derek Jeter is, he was shortstop for the Yankees. Iconic. Had this iconic <laughs> career. And he kept saying, he was like, uh, man, I just wish that I appreciated my career more while I was in it. I was yeah. always just thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next. Mm-hmm. I think that even in our everyday ordinary lives, like we just miss some of those beautiful moments because we're so busy of just thinking like, Hey, I'm just on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Reminds me of what, another like sports reference, but like Tom Brady, like they asked him like what he was looking forward to next after his like fifth ring. And he was like the sixth one. And I was like, Oh man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't even bask in the glory of the fifth one. Yeah. Too busy looking for the sixth one. Yeah. It's like how often do we do that in our own life too? Like we just jump to what's next. It's it's easy to miss blessings that way too. You just overlook Mm -hmm. them because it just, the days become so mundane and it's just, you know, moving through life and you really forget to just stop and look and see what's around you and take it all in, knowing that it is just a blessing to be here in the first place. And um, especially, you know, thinking about students at CSF and at UK, how we're just blessed to be in college and to have these experiences, but we're too busy, you know, fast forwarding through the next phase that one day we're going to look back and really wish we were still here and miss it. So, Yeah. I feel like that's what even David was talking about in his like message tonight on like what it would be like if we actually went three miles per hour. Like he just kept referencing that like three miles per hour is like the average walking pace and like how Jesus was just so present because he like walked with people. I'm like, oh man, (laughs) like that's so hard. Um, So yeah, super convicting, but I feel Mm -hmm. like learning a lot, even just listening into what he was saying. For sure. I think it's hard to truly be still with Jesus if we can't slow down enough to hear his voice. Mm. Yeah. Shoot, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, we have to acknowledge just what a role technology and our phones play in this. And mm. if the if the present moment feels too boring or you know too difficult to sit in, then I think we are just so quick to move to our phones for some sort of distraction. Yeah. And so there's always mm-hmm. that... Um, alternative to whatever the present moment is available to us. And sometimes it feels brighter and shinier than like whatever mundane situation that we're living in. And Mm -hmm. I even just think about like the, you know, the typical college student, you see them walking to class and you, you know, it's, it's headphones in sometimes looking down at the phone, like just to even take a walk to class and just, you know, take in the, you know, the weather and the scenery around you and the people around you, I think is just can be, almost just foreign and countercultural to college students in some ways. And so I think mm-hmm. that our technology just plays such a role in oh, this yeah. conversation as well. Definitely. I, that reminds me when I was a freshman, it was like really trendy to have like AirPods. And yeah. I was like kind of so weird because I had a pair of AirPods, but if I was walking to the class, I would always have the one with the cords so that people knew because of like my hair, like you just couldn't see that there was headphones in. And I hated that like people would be talking and I didn't, I didn't know, like there was that like nonverbal, uh, like thing. So I feel like I needed the cords to like tell people like, Hey, I'm, I'm listening to something. And I think beyond that, I was telling my parents that and they were like, so like, why are you even listening to music? If you want to be present while you're walking? And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like they were taking me one step farther. Like what you were saying, Landon of man, what would it actually be like if I was just present on the walk? If that's just like smiling and waving at people, like not even anything weird, but just being aware and like having eyes up, 
Like everything in our culture is eyes down, eyes down. Yeah. <laughs> so what would it look like for us to actually look up and just be present mm-hmm. in all the things we're doing? So. Yeah. And I think that Jesus even models that for us and what David unpacked out of Luke 8 of he's able to meet the needs of those around him because he's present to them in that moment. If Jesus was moving, you know, too fast, like he wouldn't have been able to meet the needs of his disciples, of uh, the bleeding woman, of Jairus, the grieving father. And so I think that as followers of Christ, we're here to to serve others and to care for others and to meet the needs of those around us. And we're not going to be able to do that if we're distracted. Like so in some ways, moving slow actually allows us to be attentive to those around us, to slow down enough to ask somebody, hey, how mm-hmm. are you? And Because I think that so much of the the busyness and hurry also just like lends itself towards um, just like the selfishness and mm, focus sure. on ourselves. Yes. And, wow. and I think that being present actually allows us to be more others focused and to be, be able to like mm-hmm. truly see people and what they're going through and um, be attentive to that and respond in like a caring and kind, like Christ-like way. Oh, for yeah. sure. That reminds me of something that um, I heard over the summer that really has stuck with me. Um, and that's learning the difference between the important and the urgent. So the mm-hmm. important are the things in your life that truly matter, such as your family, you know, your relationship with the Lord. Um, and then the urgent is you know, the things that are just constantly knocking at the door, your job, school, whatever that may be. Um, And learning the urgent may be there with lights flashing all the time, but the important is what truly matters. And Mm. oftentimes people spend their life chasing the urgent and just totally miss what's important. Mm. Um, So I heard that this summer and I I don't think it's left my mind a day since. Yeah. So. Wow. I feel like I will be sitting on that one for a little bit. Important versus urgent. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I think sometimes it just takes that, kind of 10,000 foot view that mm-hmm. you need to kind of just oversee like what is truly valuable in my life because mm-hmm. we just go, get so caught up in the day to day and not seeing what, so that we miss the things that, that truly matter and just move to whatever the most pressing thing, whatever the most recent notification is, you know, mm-hmm. on our phone. So I love that. Uh, and I just love like David's question of towards the end of like, what, you know, what kind of life do you want to live uh, what do you want out of your college experience? And so um, just even asking that question of understanding that like Jesus is the ultimate one who can f- who can fill what we need, but we have to trust him enough to be able to put down all of our busyness to actually slow down and move at his pace so that he can meet mm-hmm. us. Um, I don't know if you guys have any any thoughts there. Yeah, I feel like something that like David hasn't talked about is like what happens when you're going one mile per hour? Like I think it's interesting that he says like three. Like, he doesn't want us to just sit still. Like, <laughs> and so I think it's really cool that, like, he's giving us this, like, call to action of, hey, slow down. He's like, I want you moving. Like, there is a goal. There is a purpose. Like, there's something um, for you to be doing. And I love that. We now get to sit on that, like, middle ground of, like, okay, Lord, like, what is the pace that you've set before me? Like, how can I be the most present um, and not fall into that, like, apathetic? I'm just going to twiddle my thumbs because the Lord said to be slow. He's like, he didn't say to be slow. Like he said to be present. Um, And like, as uh, Shay was saying with that quote, like normally present and hurried, like don't coincide. So I think there's like a really cool balance to try to find of like, okay, what things can I like surrender to like go that three mile power pace? But like, what's something I can maybe pick up that keeps me at that pace? That way I don't like come to a halt, if that makes sense. So I don't know, that was cool. For sure. 
I feel like a habit I'm trying to develop is like no phones when I'm eating. So Mm -hmm. whether I'm by myself and I just kind of sit and reflect on my day or if I'm with other people, um, I'm really blessed to live in a sorority house where I get meals with, you know, large groups of people every day. And um, we have a rule at dinner where you can't have your phone or you're not supposed to at least. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're just kind of forced to just sit there and, you know, talk with your friends and maybe talk to someone you don't know that well and just get to know them better, hear about their day. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's so valuable because like Landon, Landon touched on, Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, so normal to have our phones right in front of our face and to just miss out on opportunities for just like genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that taking the opportunity to just put it away and be present with the people around you, um, you know, I think Jesus shows himself through people often. Um, so through the conversations you have with people or through the things they even say to you, you have a chance mm-hmm. to see him or show him. So I think that's so important. Yeah. And it's crazy too. Like, Landon mentioned this earlier, but like the culture that we live in has like trained us to be like wanting everything like instantaneously. Like we just love instant yeah. gratification. And so I think there's like something to be said about the grace and the patience that it will take to like actually slow down. Like I don't think like if you're going 70 miles per hour on the highway and you hit the brakes, like you will crash. And so it's like, okay, Lord, how do I like actively apply this and not have to walk it out? Cause I think to slow down, like, there's a patience, like, and there has to be enough, like, space in the road for me to slow down. Because um, if I hit the brakes, like, I won't break the car, too. So I think there's something to be said about what it can look like to, like you were saying, like, slowly, like, put these, like, good, like, rhythms and habits into our life instead of just, like, cold turkey. I'm just going to drop everything um, and bring the car, like, car to zero because I don't think that's what the Lord is asking of us either. So I don't know. I think it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I even love about that is it's like, it's a communal practice. It's not just like mm-hmm. I personally am deciding. It's like, oh, a few of us are going to like decide to do this together. Mm-hmm. And there's something so beautiful about that when you have that communal accountability where mm-hmm. you're all slowing down together, <clears throat> then like, oh, this is just something that I can try to do on my own. So yeah. transitioning a little bit into just carrying out of this message into, you know, the start of the semester is a, a busy time. You know, there's a lot going on, but this is also a really cool time to like set rhythms for the coming semester. What do you think it looks like to kind of walk out some of what David unpacked for us here tonight? I think, um, especially in these sort of things, since it is so countercultural, you definitely lead by example. Um, so kind of showing others the peace at, at least that can be brought into your life when you live these, these practices out. Um, so kind of like we spoke about, you know, walking to class without headphones on, have your head up, be able to just give a smile or a wave to someone that you know, or even that you don't know. Um, I sometimes ride in the car without mm-hmm. any music so I can just talk to who I'm with or just, you know, talk to the Lord, mm-hmm. have the windows down, enjoy the nice weather. Um, and I think for me, the big thing is just going to be learning to unplug. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be hard because my phone is just glued to my hand. But um, I, I've already seen in a lot of ways how rewarding that could be. And I think that technology is really what causes me to be so anxious and stressed all the time and feel so hurried. Um, and I think that when I take that element out, I'll probably really see a difference. And I'm excited to see that play out this semester. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to say the same thing, like a funny story, but my car was making this like terrible, terrible noise. And I didn't know it was making a terrible noise until my aux cord broke. <laughs> and oh, I, wow. could, I didn't know, like every time, like, you know, you queue up your playlist before you drive away. So I would queue up my music and 
like drive away. And it wasn't until my aux cord just like got old and broke that I was driving. And I was like, what is that terrible clicking? And I was like, oh my gosh, like my music has blocked me from like the sound that my car is making. And I'm like, okay, Lord, there's gotta be something deeper there. Like in what, in what place do I have the music too loud that I'm not even aware of like the easiest thing, like, or something to spot that's like really obvious. So I would say the same challenge is to maybe even drive without some music sometimes. One, because it might help you uh, not have a broken car. But two, <laughs> I think it really can like open up space. Like if your day is really busy and super social and you're with people all the time, like what a sweet opportunity to just even be alone in your thoughts or be like really present with whoever's in the car with you. Um, and I think unplugging too. Those are the two that came to mind for me. Um, yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard to get off of your phone. And it reminds me of something that Fred talked about here too. Like what it could look like to like win the last hour of the day and win the first hour of your day. Yeah. And he just like challenged us like to win that last hour might really look like unplugging um, and getting into like a really healthy routine when you go to bed so that you're setting yourself mm-hmm. up for a better tomorrow. So I don't know. I feel like I've still been sitting on that and like what kind of rhythm could that look like for me? So I don't know, a challenge to win the last hour. Yeah, love that, guys. I think what keeps coming to mind for me, I love that David brought up Psalm 23.1, of the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I think to truly believe that, it's because so much of when we look for distraction, I think is when we believe that the present moment has nothing to really offer us. Mm. And so we need to seek something else to to fill that space, or we're just uncomfortable in sitting in that space. And so right. I think that to, to know that uh, we lack nothing in the Lord is to know that He you know, desires to meet us in every moment and he's present in it. And so I love just even, I think I've personally found the rhythm of beginning to ask like, Lord, what do you have for me in this moment? And just always Mm -hmm. being curious that like the Lord has a conversation or just something that he wants you to be attentive to. Or maybe he just wants you to like, sit there and rest and be bored. Like mm-hmm. Boredom is okay. I think it's something that we've definitely <laughs> yeah, lost that, yeah. in our culture. Yeah. Like, like we have no reason to be bored anymore, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny. And so I think that, uh, Sophia, what you're saying of like, we can't go, you know, 100 to zero. Mm-hmm. I'm just learning to to slow down a little bit and learning how to to linger in the Lord's presence and just be attentive to, hey, why is, you know, there's nothing going on right now. Like, what do you have for me in this moment? Uh, how can I turn my attention towards you and create enough space to turn my attention towards you. Mm. So. Yeah, that's a good. One more thing. It reminds yeah. me, you know at a gas station now, when you have those little like screens and they're talking, it's like commercials while you pump your gas. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh. And to think I'm like, you used to pull up and have someone else pump your gas and I you know. could have a conversation with them, but I now know. it's a random commercial. It's just like, it is beyond me. I'm like, are we that like, we don't know how to be with ourselves for like the four minutes it might take to fill up our gas tank that like it's another opportunity to make money, another opportunity to like be entertained. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I've been really trying to get off of my phone and I have to go sit back in the car to pump my gas because uh, Maria Menounos is telling me about, <laughs> it's like telling me about what I need to buy. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But anywho. Yeah. And I think that we can, I love that you phrased it of like sitting with ourselves mm. uh, because I think that so much of, we can come to know God through knowing ourselves and what's going on internally. And I think that it goes back to the car thing of like, we can't take an inventory of where we're at personally, spiritually, like anything with, until we kind of unplug and just have some space to reflect. And so for sure. just that even for your own like personal, like mental health beyond your spirituality, I think it's just helpful to to slow down and uh, just take an inventory of 
what's going on in your life because the Lord can probably uh, meet you in that as well. So. Absolutely. Great. Mm. Well, I'm so grateful for you guys, grateful for um, everything that we've gotten the chance to unpack here. Any final thoughts we want to hit on before we, we say goodbye to the people? Um, well, I'll be praying for us all as students and staff of CSF to really just own in on this for the rest of the semester and just remember important versus urgent. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I mean, I think I just have to leave it at that. Like that <laughs> I feel like I'm walking away with that. Yeah. Well, the good thing for us is that Three Mile Per Hour God is a a series, and we're going to be able to sit in this for a while. Uh, Hopefully this conversation has been encouraging to you guys. Um, We look forward to seeing you back next week with a new um, set of hosts and guests. So, Sophia, Shaylin, thank you, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Bye.